Here's Tuesday's edition of Transformation Radio. We turn now to the New Testament. Our reading today will be from the book of John, chapter 21, verses 1 through 25. We'll learn a lot of different attributes and aspects of Jesus. We'll learn about Jesus the stranger. When Peter returned to the old life, he took six other men with him. Their work was in vain because the Lord was not with them. How kind he is to come to us when we've disobeyed him and have failed in our work. And we'll learn about Jesus the Master. When Jesus takes charge, failure is turned into success. And the difference was only the width of the ship. You never know how close you are to victory. So admit your failure and obey what he tells you to do. He never fails. And Jesus is also the host. It took six men to drag the net. But Peter did it alone when Jesus gave the orders. We should always remember that God's commandment is God's enablement. Did the fire of coals remind Peter of his denials? Did the miraculous catch of fish remind him of his call to service? How kind of Jesus to feed Peter before dealing with him about his sins. And we'll read about Jesus the shepherd. The most important thing in ministry is loving Christ. For all ministry flows from that. Peter the fisherman was also to be a shepherd and care for the lambs and sheep. And then finally we'll read about Jesus the Lord. By saying, follow me, Jesus reinstated Peter as an apostle. But Peter turned around and took his eyes off the Lord, and Jesus had to rebuke him. The next time you're tempted to meddle in somebody else's ministry, ponder Christ's words. What is that to you? You follow me. Peter followed the Lord right into the excitement of the book of Acts. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. June 2nd, the New Testament. John chapter 21, verses 1 through 25. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the Twin, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, Fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, Throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were one hundred fifty-three large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? 
they knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, Then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, Follow me. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, What about him, Lord? Jesus replied, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, If I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This disciple is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here, and we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. Today we're reading Psalm 120, verses 1 through 7. It's about deliverance. The familiar rhyme, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me, is really not always true. Words can hurt us, and the psalmist felt them keenly. Only God can deliver you from lies and their destructive power. And only God can judge the liars. Just be sure you are valiant for truth in your own life. Psalm chapter 120, verses 1 through 7. A song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. I took my troubles to the Lord. I cried out to Him, and He answered my prayer. Rescue me, O Lord, from liars and from all deceitful people. O deceptive tongue, what will God do to you? How will He increase your punishment? You will be pierced with sharp arrows and burned with glowing coals. How I suffer in far-off Meshach! It pains me to live in distant Kedar. I am tired of living among people who hate peace. I search for peace, but when I speak of peace, they want war. Proverbs 16, verses 16 and 17. How much better to get wisdom than gold, and good judgment than silver? The path of the virtuous leads away from evil. Whoever follows that path is safe.
water, earth, and sky. The heavens are your tabernacle. Glory to the Lord on high. God of wonders beyond our galaxy.
Scripture reading begins in verse 1 of Psalm 37. Do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious toward wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. 
Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil doing. Today's passage promises God will give you the desires of your heart, but it also names some requirements for that promise. We must delight in the Lord, trust in His plan, and rest in Him. Resting in the Lord is one of the hardest tasks we must undertake. It may sound easy, but resting requires supernatural courage, since in our human weakness we tend to fret. Worry turns our minds away from delight and trust in the Lord. Those requirements we just listed are interrelated. Believers must enjoy spending time with God in order to learn to trust Him and commit to His way. Our trust is absolutely essential to resting in Him, and we must be willing to rest in order to truly delight in Him. Patiently waiting for the Lord to act is one of the supreme tests of our spiritual maturity. The stronger our desire is, the weaker our perseverance. Sometimes we may desperately want to give God a timetable, but genuine, restorative rest occurs on His schedule. Only He understands every circumstance and knows the precise moment when answering our prayer will yield maximum benefit. We risk reaping disappointment, pain, and loss when we push ahead of His divine timeline. Before you get out of bed each day, you might want to say a prayer like this one. Heavenly Father, I thank you for giving me the desires of my heart as I delight myself in you, commit everything to you, and rest in the knowledge that you have everything under control. I will wait for your perfect timing. If you follow the guidance of Psalm 37, God will richly bless your spirit. Thank you. 
Nick Van Rensburg, who's a motivational speaker from Hawaii, said, John, talk about uniqueness on Minute with Maxwell. Now, Nick, uh, if you're a motivational speaker, the first thing you understand is that everybody has uniqueness about them. And that's what's wonderful about this word. Um, everybody has something that's a little different than everyone else that helps them and allows them to kind of excel and maybe for once in a while be just a step ahead of the crowd. We all have a uniqueness about us. And I would just say this, it's not the uniqueness that we are gifted with that makes the difference, it's what we do with, those, with that uniqueness. 
And I believe that uniqueness sets us apart in my certification program. One of the things I desire to do is to put together a certification program for, for coaches and speakers and trainers that would be unique, different, set apart, uh, a cut above everyone else's so that people could come and be successful because of the positive difference, the edge that it gives them. And by the way, Nick, since you're a motivational speaker, you need to be on my team. You and a whole bunch of other people, if you want a unique experience with a unique organization that can make a difference, we would love to have you on the John Maxwell team.
today's podcast thanks for listening and make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of transformation radio